Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is The Sharp Edge, a sports conversation for the sports betting world. I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. Featuring legendary handicapper Brandon Lang. How much that do-ray may be for? Aaron Coscarelli. How dare you? She's a nice lady! And Scott Seidenberg. The Sportos, Motorheads, Geeks, Bloods, Wastoids, Dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. This is The Sharp Edge. Welcome into a post-NFL edition of The Sharp Edge. I'm Scott Seidenberg, joined as always by legendary handicapper Brandon Lang and Erin Coscarelli, not with us this week, but she will be back with us next week. I think she has that post-Super Bowl hangover. It lasted a little more than uh, just Monday, but maybe it's a little Super Bowl blues. Uh, She kind of had the 49ers. Well, Brandon, you and I were on the Chiefs, and that's where... We will begin this podcast. Reminder, before we get started, please subscribe, rate, and review The Sharp Edge wherever you get your podcasts from. It's going to go a long way into helping us continue to help you win money out there. So, Brandon, let's go back to the Super Bowl. And the record now, I believe, for you is 25-3, and if I'm not mistaken, with six straight winners in Super Bowls? Yeah, pretty incredible. Um, Pretty incredible streak. and. One that I'm, one that I'm pretty proud of, especially if you if you break down the last six Super Bowls, um, with the exception of Denver and Carolina, where you were getting Denver's defense plus five and a half, and they were pretty much in control the whole way, and you were never sweating, uh, never sweating the game, and then then once you got into the second half, you wanted that five and a half point dog outright. Um, they've been dicey. I mean, the first Seattle. Patriot matchup and, and and people tend to forget that was the exact same situation as what we saw with KC and the Niners. Tom Brady was down 24-14 in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Put up two touchdowns in the fourth, won the game 28-24 courtesy of the Malcolm Butler interception. And then the following year, you know, you, you got Denver over Carolina as we spoke about. Then the following year, you had the 28-3 comeback with the Patriots over Atlanta. That was you know, you're suicidal if you're down 28-3. And then the following year, you had uh, Philadelphia plus the points over New England. And, and that was, you know, Doug Peterson doesn't pick up that fourth and three on his own 42 with five minutes to go down 35-33. That gets a little dicey. And then, of course, last year, the Rams and uh, the Patriots, it was, you know, it was touch and go there in the fourth quarter. If golf completes that long pass, and, and, and then you're like, oh, my God. And, um, and of course, this year. So, uh, you know, I talked about it on the podcast, and, 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 and it was true. I said that the defensive line of the Niners, I didn't trust them in the game. And you saw lack of depth. It's the reason why the Niners never blew any good teams out this year, because they can't close. I'll give you a perfect example. They were leading at home against Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons. And Matt Ryan went right down the field on him and scored with no time on the clock. They can't close. Reason why, and people don't realize this, the general sports fan doesn't like this, they have lack of depth on their defensive line. So those guys are eventually going to get tired. Aaron Rodgers, three straight scoring drives, NFC Championship game. Now, all that being said, I should send a postcard to Chris Jones because after they scored, um, to make it 2017, 
Ran Mozart on first down, picked up five yards on second down. He's got Kittle open underneath, coming to the middle of the field, wide open. Jones bats it down. Third down, nobody open. They punt. They go down, score 24-20. Next drive, the last drive. They get to midfield, first and 10. And they have Samuel wide open on the same route out of a bunch formation on first and 10. The DB slips down. He may score. But I guarantee you he gets down probably to the 30-25-20. And Jones bats it down again. And the second down throw was almost picked off in the middle. Third down throw, he missed him long. Fourth down play sack, game over. Chris Jones. And it's so funny how the narrative changes, Scott, because if Chris Jones doesn't get his paw up, even on mm-hmm. the, the, the Kittle throw, the Niners probably win that game. And the narrative is Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy G's the man, Jimmy G's MVO, probably would have been Samuel maybe, but maybe Jimmy G would have been MVP, and the narrative completely changes to Pat Mahomes, MVP, which, by the way, I know I had Pat Mahomes as the MVP, but Damian Williams should have been the MVP. No Absolutely, doubt 100%. Uh, um, so – Big win, good win, and you know the the to have the kind of mark I have, number one mark in the handicapping world, twenty five and three, six in a row. Um, just let the legend build, man. You just you find a key, you stick with it, you hope it comes to fruition, and 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 to have a run like that, Scott, you got to be lucky, and we were a little lucky last Sunday. Well, I was a little unlucky uh, because I, I had the worst beat of my life with the Patrick Mahomes. Total of the rushing yards prop, where did you see he, it coming? Did you see it coming? No, never saw it coming. Never saw it coming because I never, in my wildest dreams, would imagine that he would backpedal for a ten-yard loss on a single play. I can understand right. if he takes three steps back, maybe takes three or four steps back and takes a knee down, or he stands there and then holds the ball for like two extra seconds before taking a knee. Maybe backpedals two or three more yards and takes a knee. For him to lose 15 yards on three plays because he backpedaled over 10 yards on one play and for me to lose the rushing yards prop by one yard was the worst beat of my life, Brandon. Let me just say, don't blame him, though. Blame Jimmy Garoppolo because all Jimmy Garoppolo has to do it's it score. take yeah. five more seconds off the clock. Uh, well, that's, that's it. it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Five. You lost that prop bet by five seconds. If that pass is incomplete and Jimmy G picks up a first down and keeps going, da, 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 then you're you there. Know, you, you know, it's, it, it, you know, it's, it's funny. I had a final you... score of 34-24, and it was 31, you know, 31-20. So it was sniffing it, you know, it was sniffing it, but you know, it is what it is. So, um, I, 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 it's funny how as gamblers, we can recall the worst beats of, of our careers. And we know like what you can just, you pinpoint this to me replaced my worst beat of my career. What was your this, worst beat of the career of your career? My, my worst beat was not this past baseball season, last baseball season, a Sunday night game between the Washington Nationals and the Chicago Cubs. Max Scherzer on the mound delivers eight shutout innings. Nationals are up three to nothing going into the bottom of the ninth inning at Wrigley. And the game goes over the post of total. No, 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 no. I had the Nationals on the money line. Big. 
It was one of those situations where it's a Sunday night. This is before legalized betting, folks. So payday was next was tomorrow, and it was the last game to kind of catch up on the week, if you know what I'm saying. So we had major liabilities on the Nationals, who were up 3 nothing, and they were obviously favored with Max Scherzer on the hill. So we were laying a nice bit of juice. 3 nothing, nobody on base, two outs, and two strikes on the batter. Hit by pitch. All right, we put the guy okay. on, big deal. Okay, it's fine. Next batter walks. Okay, it's fine. First and second, there's still two outs. 3-2 count on the next batter, gets hit by pitch. Now the bases are loaded. Ian Bodie comes up, walk-off grand slam. I was one strike away from the win on three separate occasions with two outs and nobody on base to then bases loaded and a walk-off grand slam. Cubs beat the Nationals 4-3. to Look it up. Ian Bodie, walk-off grand slam against the Nationals. Sunday night baseball, worst beat of my career until Patrick Holmes decided to lose 15 yards taking knees at the end of the Super Bowl. Better one. <clears throat> Two years ago, I think, might have been last year, you forget the time frame. I have Duquesne at home plus six and a half over Duquesne plus six and a half at home over Penn State. And Penn State tie game has the ball. Um, 12 seconds to go. Guy comes down the lane, lays it up, six seconds to go, foul. They call a block. Perfect. Make one or two, make two or two, game over. Cover. Just don't want to sweat overtime. Now, as they call the block, the decaying coach starts to lose it. And the ref goes over and puts his hand up, says, coach, get back. And he continues to lose it. So the assistant comes over and grabs him. And I'm like, please don't tee him up. Please don't tee him up. He keeps going. So what happens? He gets teed up. Now, once he got teed up, at that point, he's like, I'm going to get my money's worth right now. So sure enough, he continues, throws the jacket down, goes crazy. Here comes the second tee. Now he gets ejected. Plus six and a half, tie game, Penn State going the line, six seconds to go. So now, kid goes out and shoots technical free throws. Boom, 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 boom. Four-point game. Now, here comes the kid going to the line that um, got fouled. He makes one of two. Five-point game. Okay, great. They inbound, they foul. Four and a half seconds to go. Kid goes to the line, makes both, up seven. And here's the kicker. Duquesne has the ball, and when they roll it to save time, maybe you get a three. Maybe you get a layup. Maybe that little slimmer of hope. And the Penn State guard runs out of nowhere and jumps on the ball and just holds it. And Duquesne walks off the floor. My plus six and a half loses by a half by seven. Now, that's not one of the worst bad beats you've ever had or heard. Scott Van Pelt talked about it. Put it, put it immediately that yeah. night. That night, put it on the telecast, bad beats. Sometimes he'll do that if it's really bad. He won't wait till Monday. He's like, you got to see this. So that's, that's it, awful. my man. You know, that's so, awful. You know, prop, 
prop bets had Kelsey, uh, Kelsey to score. Uh, had Damian Williams over 51 and a half rush yards. Had Damian Williams over three and a half receptions. And boy, that fourth one was big for the touchdown. Um, so prop bets. And then we had some, We, as you and I talked about, we had some intel on the national anthem. Mm-hmm. Under couldn't find couldn't find in. a place to bet it though couldn't find a place to bet it and then we had uh, J Lo's first song Jenny on the block yep so we had some good intel there so it was a all in all it was just a another really successful Super Sunday and so now we got XFL um, we got college basketball March Madness and then NBA playoffs after that and then summer baseball and, and back to football next year so. XFL, Scott, you were telling me about the the, the kick. I, I'm T-boning a couple games, so I'll, I'll watch these in a minute. But you were saying something. Yeah, the rules the are interesting. The, the kickoff rules are interesting because they want to encourage returns, but they also want to limit the injuries. So what they have is they have the team standing five yards apart from each other, and they kind of like run into each other, you know, like like they're doing battle. And the kicker is like 30 yards away from them. The returner is 30 yards away on the other direction. And no one can move until the returner catches the football. It's it's probably the one rule I actually think the NFL will adopt. If you get a chance, watch that because it's it's pretty interesting. Uh, I placed uh, a little bet on, on these games. I took the underdog in all four games this weekend. And I took the under in all four games this weekend. Uh, so we'll see what happens with those. We'll get back into the podcast in just a second, but I got breaking news. This is an important PSA brought to you by Manscaped.com. This is your pubic service announcement. After more than 18 months of research and development, the Manscaped engineering team has confirmed they have successfully created the greatest ball hair trimmer ever. Now, I have the 2.0, but I got to go out there and get myself the new 3.0 because that's what they did. They made the 2.0 even better. The Lawnmower 3.0 Manscaping Trimmer is now available for purchase and get 20% off and free shipping with the code BELIEVE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code BLEAV. And as always, your balls will thank you. I wanted to ask you about college basketball because as we're gearing up, you know, it's going to be conference tournament time before we know it. How how much research, how much are you diving into the college basketball field right now? I, I saw that the, the committee actually released their first ever in-season bracket just to kind of give people a look at what the bracket would look like right now. A little bracketology. Baylor is on top, if anybody is curious. How much are you diving into college basketball right now here in the first week of February? Actually, a little bit of college and, and, and a lot of NBA. Um, I've caught a little heater in the NBA. I think, you know, I limit what I do in the NBA uh, going back to the start of the season in November. I kind of limit what I do. I'm selective in my NBA record for the year eight and three. So, so to kind of just pick and choose my spots um, really in a, in a good solid spot college. I'll really, I'll really dive in and start bringing some hammers and some big plays here in a couple of weeks as we get ready. And we're, we're just three weeks away from the conference tournaments and, and, five weeks away from the NCAA tournament. So um, I just thought on this podcast, I'd give out some sleepers for some teams that uh, I think people, people need to keep an eye on. Uh, Rhode Island is a team people need to keep an eye on Rhode Island and Dayton. Keep an eye on Dayton, man. Dayton took Kansas. Yeah, Dayton, num- Dayton number six, number six in the number country, six right in now. the country, two losses this year, both, both overtime losses. Um, that team's legit and, and got some players that can, can flat out go. 
I don't see much in the Big Ten. I don't see anybody in the Big Ten that's going to really make a move and, and, and do anything. SEC, you got some quality teams really down here in the ACC. Really looking forward to watching North Carolina and Duke tonight and, and see uh, Greg Anthony's kid um, go at it now back healthy. Uh, Big 12, obviously, Kansas and Baylor. Um, I think the Big 12 is intriguing with the way Baylor plays, the size of Kansas. Um, I think you could have some some noise there in the Big 12 is potentially getting two. I say that, and then there's always a Bill Self implosion. Uh-huh. His big men, those big men are dumb as a box of rocks, box of rocks, but they can play a little bit. And and that's it. You know, the Wolford, Furman, um, NC, Greensboro, East Tennessee State, that, you know, one of those teams has got Sweet 16 written all over them. Last year, Wolford um, mm-hmm. made some noise out of that conference. Um, there's four good teams in that conference, Furman and, and East Tennessee State. So just some sleepers there for people to jump on in the first round that'll probably be a, a slight underdog. Nova, except they were upset uh, during the week this past week. Seton Hall, another team that people are pretty crazy about. Um, they got that, that unbelievable point guard who's right in your neck of the woods Yep, um, that's ready to go. So, But the sleeper teams, in, in my opinion, that I can see getting to the second week are an East Tennessee State, are a Dayton, are a, are a Rhode Island. Um, Rhode Island's got all five starters back from last year, kind of uh, groceries left in the fridge by Danny Hurley before he jumped to UConn. So good recruiting job there. So yeah, I'll dive in big time here in a little bit, but, but I think we're in for a, I, I think there's a Loyola Chicago out there that's ready to make another run this year. Uh, minus sister Jean in the wheelchair. Do you think the San Diego State has a legit chance to go to the Final Four? They're the only undefeated team left in the country. You know, I looked at them as a play today in college basketball. They're laying 13 and a half at Air Force, and I have not seen them play once this year. So I've actually taped their game, which which goes later on tonight, and I'm going to watch that and really study them a little bit. Um, I can honestly say I haven't seen them play, and I need to see them play. Mm-hmm. So they played eight o'clock, um, and actually that line's come down a little bit. But if you look at their schedule and teams they've played early on, it's not like they haven't played anybody. Um, Creighton they beat by thirty-one. Um, Iowa they beat by ten. Um, Utah on the road they won by twenty-eight. I mean you're going into Pac-12 schools and winning by close to thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, BYU gave a little tussle second week of the year, or second game of the year uh, in BYU. They won 76-71, three and a half point dog. Other than that, they're just they're they're balling, man. They're balling. So I'm excited to see them play tonight, um, and just kind of see from a athletic standpoint, talent standpoint. Um, people say they're legit. I'll have a better answer on our podcast next week about the Aztecs of San Diego State. All right, keep an eye on that uh, NBA trade deadline passed. Have the Clippers now moved past the Lakers in your mind with the addition of Marcus Morris? Maybe. I still think the legend of Kobe. Um, yeah, I can see that, but I can also see I, it just weighing on them a little bit. Yeah, I can too. Um, but I said this. I don't know if I said this on our podcast last week. I think I did, and I still can't get past it. I can't. That if you're going to commute on the freeway, and take your kid in a car in the freeway 
in LA traffic, are you going to take your kid in a car that's 29 years old? Yes or no? No. If you got money in the bank and you can afford a new car, are you going to put people who are entrusting their life with you in a car that's 29 years old? We're going to jump in my Toyota Celica with 340,000 miles on it. Yeah, no, and we're no. going to hop in that and drive up the freeway. And so I think that where people are missing it is, guys yeah, got $200 million in the bank, $100 million in the bank. Upgrade the helicopter that's 29 years old, especially if you're shuffling people up there. Yeah. Because it's just you can't take chances in life. The minute you take a chance now it came off with the, the, the fog system or whatever system wasn't upgraded and the company sent out emails saying you need to upgrade this system and the one time they do hit fog, they don't have the right system for it. I mean it's just it's accumulation of errors. But let's just take a step back to our podcast listeners and just, just state the obvious. Twenty nine years old. 29 years old was how old that helicopter was. I'm sure you could have got the Bentley of helicopters and just said, but if I'm flying by helicopter, it's time to upgrade. You know, it, it just is. And it's, it's sad. It's just sad. And it's, it's two weeks later. And like I said, to have a daughter who's 10 years old and, and to think about Gianna and, and her life being ripped away from her. I mean, Kobe had a great life and, and, you know, it's sad it, it terminated early, but so did Chris Dolman, who died of brain cancer uh, two days after Kobe that kind of got swept under the cover. He was an unbelievable athlete. Um, it is what it is, but that just, you know, that just stuck with me a little bit. But I I still like, in a seven-game series with Davis and LeBron, I, I just still think they're going to be a tough out. I do. I, do. Uh, I I would agree with you. I just think there's something about this Clippers team and the fact that maybe everybody in their mother is going to be on the uh, the Lakers that has me rooting for the Clippers. So um, I think I'll take I listen. I get that. that. I, I think it's the flip side. I think people think Kawhi and George and and the magic of Kawhi is just going to do it again. I, I I really believe that. I think I think more people are on the Clippers than they're on the Lakers. Hmm. I do. I think. I think it's. I think that's probably going to be your. They're going to finish one two, and I think that's going to be your Western Conference Final Staples Center. Um, yeah. Don't 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 even paint the court. Just paint one side uh, for the Clippers, one side for the Lakers, and don't transition the court. Right. No. You just <laughs> you're do gonna, that. Going to be in the same building. <laughs> why are you going to switch locker rooms? You know. I don't yeah. think they do anyway. I think they. No, they don't. They have they have their own. Uh, both teams yeah. have their own, and there's a visitors' locker room. Uh, in the East, is anybody beating Giannis and the Bucks? No, I, I, no, I agree. Yeah. Even Toronto's won 13 straight. I mean, they are incredible. Yeah, last night they were getting one in Indiana and, and uh, turn, they had to come back big two nights earlier in Toronto to knock off Indiana. Then they turn around and go into Indiana plus one and, and, and knock them off. Um, they're playing well. But I think, again, seven-game series with Giannis and, and Siakam's unbelievable. But, but I think at the end of the day, this, this is the Bucks' year. And I'm listen. Villanova made me a ton of money winning the NBA championship, and I'm so had Divincenzo getting minutes from Villanova, the white kid. Yeah, he really. Um, I'm so glad because he's he's bowed his time, worked hard, and now he's he's in the rotation, man. So so good to see. So yeah, next week we'll gonna, talk a little XFL. Yeah, um, it's gonna be fun watching watching the NBA season wind down. 
Um, you know, maybe there's money to be made in the futures market. Uh, but actually, once these series start, you know, maybe hammer some of these series prices because you get a good, you know, good. We'll, we'll talk about that once the playoffs come. It depends on the yep. juice that you're going to have to lay. But, uh, yeah, yep. we're going to be at conference tournament time before you know it. It's going to be a good time just because football is over and football is not over because you have the XFL uh, doesn't mean that um, that there is not a lot of action to be had out there, Brendan. No, but, hey, there's some money to be made in the conference tournament in March Madness. So, BrandonLang.com, and uh, Scott will put his picks on Twitter. And, uh, you know, that's uh, – We're going to cash. We're going to cash. All right, brother. I'll talk to you next week. All right. There he is, the great Brandon Lang. The website again, brandonlang.com. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Follow me on Twitter at scottsonair, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Getting ready, doing our homework for baseball season. Spring training is around the corner. And like Brandon said, there is money to be made in conference tournaments and the big dance coming up about a month or so from now. So be sure to give us a like, subscribe, rate, review The Sharp Edge wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also check us out on the Believe Podcast Network at BLEAV.com. For Brandon Lang and Aaron Coscarelli, I'm Scott Seidenberg. Talk to you next week. Good luck. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.